1: You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy, recorded live at our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County Dublin. If you happen to be out this neck of the woods, pop into the White Sands Hotel. The Oasis bar just below our studio here is a lovely bar. It really is. The food is fantastic and it's open seven days a week. And if you are from outside Dublin and you uh, are looking for somewhere to stay while you're in the capital, why not? Stay in North County Dublin In the White Sands Hotel We can't recommend it enough And the staff are all fantastic They really are So if you uh, are looking for somewhere to stay in Dublin Pop along to uh, the White Sands Hotel So what do we want to talk about On this latest Opinions Matter podcast With Adrian and Jeremy Colin O'Donovan is a 21-year-old from Stirlorgan on Dublin's south side. He runs a successful school grinds business and school coaching. However, it wasn't always rosy. A few years ago, while at school, Colin was bullied horrifically and systematically. According to Colin, it lasted for three years. And this was the cycle, according to him. He'd be very lonely, he'd get battered, and he'd go home bawling, crying. Sleep, repeat. He recorded a video about his ordeal on uh, social media uh, recently that went viral in order to help other kids deal with bullying. Now, if you have any comments on what we're about to talk about, you can send us a WhatsApp right now to 085-825-2626. That's 085-825-2626 if you would like to get involved in uh, today's conversation. Now, as it's um, bullying, Jeremy, do you believe enough is done uh, that it's... You're shocked to think that it actually still goes on. I actually
2: saw Colin's uh, video. Now, Colin's very uh, prolific on uh, TikTok now. I don't live on TikTok either, do you? Uh, that's a whole subculture that we know nothing about. Um, and I saw I that, say nothing, but yeah, no, well, go on anyway. Yeah, but we're not on it, okay? Um, and when I saw his video at the weekend, it really, really, it's a powerful video, uh, and he's going to relay the story of what was in the video. It's really, really powerful. What he went through is, what he went through, you wouldn't put a prisoner through in Guantanamo Bay. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. You, you, you literally wouldn't. They wouldn't put a prisoner in Guantanamo Bay through what he went through. Uh, no, I wasn't bullied in school. I was. Um, I know you were and You've spoken about it before. Um, and But I, I saw other kids being bullied. And one of the big regrets I have in this life, I'm going to say this to Colin as well when I talk to him, is... I regret not being the one that stood up uh, and gave people... Called out the bullies. And called out the bullies, because I don't think that happened in Colin's case as well. I heard... No, he he... he, he in his video, one, to, there was one yeah, person who was did send by. Yep. Afterwards, so it was after yep. the, 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 the fact. Um, some of the things, and Colin will talk about this as well. We mentioned this at the start. Teenagers are horrible, horrible human beings a lot of the time. They will pick the most disgusting thing and and slag kids about it and I remember in secondary school um, one kid th- th- they found out the class found out that one of the kids um, his mother had had a miscarriage horrific thing to happen horrific thing to happen and for two months for about two months they slagged that kid over his over mo- his mother having a miscarriage his, how, how's your mother and the dead baby they used to they, oh, used, Jesus. they, used, to, they used to say to him um and I stood by and didn't do anything about that. And that's horrible. Mm. I look back on that and I think that's that's absolutely... Because you uh, knew at the time that it was wrong. They, even bullies, and this excuse of they're only teenagers is, is bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. They know, they know what they're doing. And when I heard Colin's story, it made me think... I didn't think it was still going on I thought bullying was only happening on social media Now I thought schools had got rid of this shit and got to grips
1: with this shit and then you're very and, naive I'm afraid and then when
2: I hear Colin's story and Colin pretty much says that his whole school was in on this bullying thing um, how in God's name did the school allow that to happen and what struck me then as well is the school he mentioned that he went to is one of the schools that I'm thinking of putting our son's name down for and after hearing, hearing Colin's
1: story, I'm like, Jesus, do I want my son going there? Uh, let me bring in uh, Colin to find out a little bit more about his story. Colin, welcome to Opinions Matter. Hello there, James. How are you? Thanks very much for having me on. No problem at all. Um, firstly, I was very impressed with, uh, with your video the other day. Let me find out why you decided to put that video on TikTok the other day.
3: Absolutely, yeah. No, so um, as you said, like I've been building my TikTok. um, I do grinds for, you know, junior certain, even certain college level as well. Just trying to build a page, create a bit of, you know, awareness for what I'm doing. Uh, And then another TikToker uh, saw one of my videos. Now, it's not just educational content. I do sort of, you know, put in some fluff, you know, some, you know, drama, TikTok drama, just to, you know, make it appealing to younger people and make myself a bit more relatable. Um, but a very uh, large Irish TikToker, um, with maybe over half a million followers, I won't name him because I've brought enough attention to him anyway. But um, <clears throat> excuse me, he commented on my video, and his comment read, "What a cloud chaser!" As in, I'm looking for you know attention. But then he said, "You defo got bullies in school." So I saw that, and immediately when I saw it, I said, "Well, this is a very good opportunity to make a video about bullying." And of course, it just you know reminded me of you know what school was like. And if you see that video, you know there's very little regret in in my voice. You know, I don't regret anything that happened. I think you know it was quite good for for character building. But you know what what I do fear is some kids don't make it through that unscathed. You know, no one comes through that unscathed. But I, like I think I like I like to think I managed you know to keep my head up and get on with it and look after myself. So that the purpose of that video was to remind kids and also parents as well that you know you just got to keep the head up and if your kids are going through this you know you just have to encourage them remind them that the people that are doing this aren't you know they, they don't care about you you shouldn't care about them and as I said very often the people that do that they have their own stuff going on we all know this and um, but you need to make sure that you don't get dragged down with them and hurt your own chances in life because you know everyone has to go through school we're all sucked into this you know first you know first year through sixth year we're all doing our junior start and starts, start so you need to take that time not to you know focus on other people you have to focus on yourself because you can't really do anything else as a 12, 13, 14 year old,
1: other than your extracurricular but you are in school for a large portion of your day. Okay, So let me just um, uh, I want to find out a bit about your story, your backstory. Uh, but what was your reaction when uh, that particular TikToker um, did post that you were definitely, so he was bullying you basically, in, in the comment that he made, was definitely bullied at school um, implying that it is a certain type of person that gets bullied in school. Why uh, what did you think when he made that comment? But
3: of course see I saw that and I, I thought well he's you know he's clearly never experienced that otherwise why would he have said that mm. you know what I mean and I thought and I, I thought as well like this person has half a million followers very big following is influencing quite a lot of young people like if you look at his comments in his fan base it is you know the younger audience those lads that are mostly lads as well that are in school and I know the type of I can perfectly envisage the type of person that he was Maybe not, you know, maybe not doing the bullying by himself, but as you said, you hit the nail on the head there when you are introducing me. You know, there's a lot of people that sort of stand by or maybe just throw in the odd, you know, sort of comments. But there's there's always main perpetrators, but when I saw that comment when he made it I knew that he's one of those people that's either perpetrating it or sort of enabling it and um, so I thought it was necessary to say right I, as you see in the video I say don't listen to this young fella and um, you know it's people like him that are doing it and you just got to look after yourself mm. that's what I
1: thought when I saw okay, that. Okay so t- tell me your story as, as I said in the introduction you uh, are running a successful school grinds business uh, life is quite good at the, at this moment but for a period of three years in school it was anything uh, uh, but good. T- take me to the start of uh, being bullied in in school.
3: Absolutely so I uh, went to Oakland primary School here in Slorgan. now I didn't get a place in the secondary school for for complicated reasons uh, we were you know we, we were through way all this crap but I then got a place in Benildas College so I was going there on my own and I got in there on day one, didn't know so didn't know anyone maybe recognised some faces but no one on a, on a first name basis or even a speaking basis going in. And then I just, I distinctly remember in the first maybe few weeks, maybe two or three weeks, we are all standing around, we were looking at, at photographs, we had headshots on the teacher's desk with all our names, and the teachers had their names. And someone looked at the picture and looked at me and said, Jesus, you were the bop off your man, Sid, from Ice Age, right? And that's fine, right? That's funny, right? Loads of people can get slagging, but my issue was I had no one to just, you know, I'd no one surrounding me, no one, no, no friends to sort of knock off with and shrug it off and go, ah, don't listen to them, you know? i no known to defend me basically, and I, I couldn't really defend myself. And then that I just remember he nearly ran out the door and just it nearly spread around. It, it was wildfire. It just instantly caught on. And like I, I looked a lot a lot different, obviously as a twelve year old, 12, 13 year old. I I, I like it sort of grew into my face back then. It wasn't any more pronounced. And um, but yeah, rang around the school, and that just and then that became my name. My first name was no longer Colin. It was Sid, and every day, you know, if anyone was talking to me, it wasn't, oh, shut up you should up Sid, should up Sid, all this kind of thing. And that, you know, that just went on for years. And you mentioned social media bullying. So it did, I didn't mention this in the video, but it did actually extend into online as well. And back when I was in early secondary school, there was a platform called Ask FM. And this is a platform where you could anonymously-
1: Ask, ask any question. Yep. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Everyone had a profile, and you could anonymously say things to people. Obviously, with no consequence because it's excuse me anonymous, and uh, it was all that sort of thing. I've still left some of the comments there. I only logged into it a few weeks ago, and just because I was thinking about the online bullying and stuff. I mean, if you go there, you still see comments saying Sid and all that stuff. So it's still there. And actually, I was meant to make a video on this, but if a lot of people my age, it's not so much a platform anymore. But if you go back onto your Ask FM, i really encourage people around my age do so 2021 20, if you had Ask FM, you'd really want to go back and look at those comments and look at what you were saying uh, because there's some pretty shocking stuff on there that still is just sitting there that's been dormant for years so people want to be careful to get rid of that but uh, yeah so that just became my name bullied every day and it just it became violent as well that's what and i was about just, to ask you when you so say concerned. when you say
1: bullied every day describe what you went through
3: Exactly, yeah. So, um, I mean, of course, it was just a name calling, but also, as I said, you weren't allowed to be friends with me. So there was just permanent exclusion from any activities. Like if it was lunchtime, I'd known to be with that lunch. And as I said, you weren't allowed to be friends with me because it was social suicide to do so. Because I was so outcast to be like, if you were seen hanging out with me, it's like you were ruining your own credibility. And this is the thing, like, you can't really blame. I actually don't blame a lot of people and kids for bullying or for, you know, enabling it because... The school is a jungle, right? School is a jungle, and kids will do anything to feel, you know, belong, belonging to a certain group. And if that means, you know, kind of poking at some other kids just to make yourself safe, then I I think, you know, I can't blame them for doing that. Like we're only kids, but you know, I'm just what what I'm saying is like I'm not a proponent of anti-bullying. Like you can't stop it. You can't stop it. You physically can't. It'd be nice. If it was all you know roses rosy, and you you know bullying did not, but it is gonna happen because kids will do anything to feel safe, so it's more so anti or stop listening to gobshites. you gotta look after yourself and um, but yeah, so the bullying in my experience is just a lot of violence, a lot of loneliness, hitting, robbing my books, you know robbing my copies, putting them in the jacks, and just you know a lot of that stuff um so as I said, it wasn't nice. It was on for a long time, but then I skipped UI, got out of there, and uh, I had my best friends there from that year that I skipped into. So, if, you are, if that is happening to you, I do recommend skipping you. I recommend skipping UI anyway, but that's another story. But, um, yeah, the bullying was, it was just, it was long, and it just extended to other schools as well. Like, if I went to a football match to another school, all the fans for that school would be shouting say that at me whenever I got the ball. That happened down in Oland. Oh, my God, that's awful. That.
2: Because so, some, so, yeah. some nicknames that people have in school, they, they still carry them into adulthood. Um, uh, I, know, I know a fellow whose nickname is Bisto because his name is McGravy and he, st- he likes that nickname. But obviously, at the start, you thought, Sid, okay, that's funny because your eyes are far apart. But then, it, are you saying every single student in that school used to refer to you as that? Would they shout it across the yard? If you were down in the shops, would they say, oh, there's Sid? It was, it was ongoing.
3: This thing, like if I went to Duncan shopping centre with the friends I had outside of school, I remember distinctly there was a few occasions where I would thought, because the lads in my ear were traveling packs of 20 on the weekends or, you know, around Dungeon Shopping Centre and sometimes I'd see them and it happened, like, where they, I'd just hear I'd hear a gaggle of 20 people shouting Sid at me and my friends would be looking at me going, what's the story with that? Because they didn't know that this was going on mm. and I was like, ah, that's just the lads But then it got to a point where I didn't want that to happen again so if I saw them, I, I literally had to duck in bushes to avoid
2: Hearing that. Do you know what I mean? And the the, the bizarre thing as well about talking to you, we discuss bullying many times in the show, don't we, Adrian? And we normally talk about people who were bullied like 20 years ago and are now in their 30s or 40s. The, the the bizarre thing about your situation is you would probably still know most of these people that um, like are you in contact with any of these people who made your life hell uh, do you follow them on social media do they follow you or st- are you still in contact with them
3: I mean, absolutely because like we all live like Dun- Dublin is a very small town the Lorgan and Dundrum is it's just a very small area so you see them every day now I will say like this is, this is what I'm trying to remind parents and students that after third year like people you know become of age maybe 16, 17 there is a lot of growing up in those years, like 12, 13, 14 is very tumultuous. However, after kind of why there is some sort of switch that happens go, Jesus, that was really not on. And I said, one person did come up to me. I was only out for lunch with him. It was nearly after I posted the video. He he knew it was him as well. we actually went out for lunch. It was really nice. But I, I, I stay in contact with him. But he like he was the main, as I say, perpetrator, I suppose, in those early years. But People do sort of cop on and gave up Jesus, like that was something else. But uh, yeah, of course, I see them all the time, and they know what happens and I know what happened. But as I say, I've no regret. I, I look at them and I go, like, I'm happy now. I don't know how you're getting on, but I'm like, life for me is I couldn't be. I couldn't be in a better place. Which is which is um, great.
1: To, great to hear. But let me just go back to um, the, the the conversation we were having about schools and whether or not schools uh, do enough. Jeremy, naively. Uh, believed that bullying wasn't a thing in schools anymore, and I'm explaining to him that it very much is. Do you think that schools do enough? Do you think that your school did enough to stop you, as you said yourself, uh, being lonely, getting battered, going home, bawling, crying, sleep, repeat? Do you think your school did enough?
3: I, I remember I was listening to that, yeah, and I think it's such a difficult balance because, like, I... And you were saying, like, my teachers didn't do anything... I I didn't really bring it to the school's attention, to be honest. I, I was I kept it locked in very much. I just didn't want to talk about it, and like you know, that's like any teenage boy, like you know, you keep stuff re- really close to you, and that can this thing it can that can have a, a serious effect on some people. Um, but did the school do enough? Again, it's very hard for them to intervene because if you bring more attention to it, like you can you get bullies more for that. Do you know what I mean? It's like oh, he's ratting to the teacher, No, he's a rat then. Do you know that kind of thing, especially in a last school now. I, I can even for girls' schools, I think girls' schools and bullying in those schools can be even more sort of emotionally traumatic because girls, like, are less violent. You can see it less. A lot more exclusion and a lot more sort of just... Um, quiet suffering I think on the behalf of girls but lads, it's a lot more verbal a lot more vocal a lot more physical And um, but can the schools do a lot more I, to be honest I don't have an answer for that because as I said it's a really delicate balance it can go it's a double edged sword because it can just bring more attention to you and negative attention and more bullying or like you know what a lot of parents want to do is take their kids out of that school entirely but it still follows you because as I said Dublin's such a small town people in other schools knew my name was Sid yeah but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but sorry for going you
2: cross it couldn't have gone. Our- Any worse than it already was I mean one of the lines That you said in the video That really struck me And Adrian as well Adrian got quite upset actually When he heard you saying it um, Because we both have kids as well Um, And when you said that Every single day Now I don't know if this was A slight exaggeration or not But are you saying that For every single day For three years You were bawling crying You cried when you got home Because of what was happening to you
3: it, it was it was quite frequent like it Jeez. was like I just remember I said I, I, like a lot of days I would come home just in bits like it was just it would be just a constant cycle of just all of me here would sit all day never me my own name and again it was just I'd known to hang out with so I'd known one to talk to about it and I'd just get in the door and I'd go Jesus what another day like and, like sometimes my mum would see it and like my mom, to be fair to her like she had the kind of exact same opinion she was going Colin all these lads are job shite now and to be fair to her she did come up to the school a few times um, I, I believe and she's like she's seen a young fella in PE give me a proper hide like, I mean, remember playing football and he came and clattered me and he, we were driving around Dundrum when we saw him later on she, I, I was mortified but she went up to him and started shouting at him and it's very it like in hindsight now hilarious
2: obviously No, but no that's a that's a legend of a mother for, for doing that I know. <laughs> I, I, I know I know No but it is I know you were probably embarrassed at the time but as parents and you'll understand that later when you have kids yourself as a parent if you heard as a, as a father, if my son came home crying and he showed me that a chunk clunk of hair was after being pulled out of his head by a bully, I would be down at that school. Guns, fecking blade. No, no, Adrian, you think a gun on like Rambo? But you do. As a parent, you go into you go into fight or flight mode when you hear that your that your child, your little child, uh, is being bullied in that way. So she did absolutely. Uh, everything right. It must have been hard for her as well because I know you said in the video that you blamed her a lot of the time because she has the same the same eyes <laughs> as you have or something like that. Is that it? Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, like so we the O'Donovan eyes uh, are yeah, we are all slightly further apart than the atmosphere. Now I I I this thing I never had a problem with my eyes. It was just the the fact that it became my name and I was it was just became my my whole thing and it was I was being made fun of for it. And like, I, I wouldn't care how no one would care how they looked if you didn't get slagged about it every day. Do you know what I mean? So, um Don, I said, I like to think I've grown into my face a bit more now. It's less pronounced, but yeah, like she has the same look, uh, and I would blame her. and go, "Why? You, this is all your fault." And she was just like, obviously, that's hard for her to hear. Uh, but of course, in hindsight, you know, I'm very happy with how I look, and everyone should be. Uh, and it's just if you're getting picked on, it's like for how you look that you know it's not your fault. And mm. also, like you just. But look, if it is every day, I'm just saying, again, you can't stop bullying. I don't think you can stop it, but I just think for the people who are... Why,
1: why do you it, think you can't stop it? Because, like I said, when we were talking about this earlier on, Jeremy was shocked to hear that bullying still goes on in Irish schools, um, and, and no, very I, naively. I just thought it was all on social media. No, um, and, and the fact is, that it, it, it does still go on, and it goes on as bad uh, as ever. No, but, when I but why, it- why do you say, uh, Colin, that you can't stop bullying?
3: Because, uh, as I said, like kids, like as a, the school is a jungle, kids are, you know, unsupervised. Like, you know, teachers are there for class and then, you know, whatever. But in between classes uh, and outside of school, like kids are have free reign to say and do whatever they want. And as I said, kids in their formative years, 12, 13, 14, say the most horrible things.
2: Absolutely. They, yeah. You know,
3: it's just all flowing around the head. They're learning new things and they can just say whatever they like. So, um, you can't, that you won't stop. And as I said, kids just really um, lust for belonging. Um, it will over you know over time to stop bullying because bullying is just a product of kids wanting to be a part of the group so they don't get
2: singled out themselves. Have any of them apologised to you? Because this was only like, what, four years ago or whatever, uh, five years ago. Have any of them apologised or reached out to you? Because the thing about social media is now, none of the people I went to school with, uh, I know, I wouldn't know where to find them now because we didn't have social media then. Have any of them messaged you in the meantime and said, listen, I was one of the dickheads that called you, Sid. Uh, I was one of the dickheads that... Uh, that hid your school books on your or threw your school books uh, out of your locker. I was one of the ones that made your life hell for three years. I just want to say I'm 23 now. I'm a grown man. I realised that I was a dickhead when I was, when I was 15. I'm sorry, Colin. I'm sorry for making your life hell. Did you get any of that? Uh, not so much
3: And maybe I did get a lot of texts uh, I will say In the aftermath of that video A lot of people going Jesus man Like I, did, you know, I do remember That stuff going on Only thinking about it now Like that was That was shocking But wow. they enabled wow. it like, Yeah show. but
2: like me Colin They enabled it I was an enabler Because I didn't stand up Why didn't they stand up It annoys me When I hear these things Because this was me as well Why didn't any of those Kids in the school That thought that was wrong Why didn't they stand up And say to the other lads Stop being a dickhead
1: to Colin Stop calling them Sid It's a horrible Because nickname. nobody wants To put their head Above the parapet, nobody wants. And uh, this is exactly the point that uh, Colin was making: that it was social suicide to try and even talk to uh, Colin or befriend him in any way, uh, because you're on the losing team. Basically, if you, isn't that basically it? Absolutely.
3: Yeah, you can't. You don't want to get yourself caught in the crosshairs. You want to keep yourself safe. And I said, I can't blame young kids for doing that because it's a jungle. It's an absolute jungle. OK, yeah. so
1: in answer to the question about bullying, um, whether or not um, anything can be done, you believe bullying, unfortunately, will always be a part of school life for some kids.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. It will happen, it will happen. And you just, I, I feel like there's very little you can do to stop it. You can remove yourself completely from the school. Obviously, that's a massive, just, that's a massive move from parents and stuff. But if you're in a school and it's happening to you, I'm saying, look, this might happen. It won't happen to everyone, it might happen. And you just need to make sure that you keep your head above water. Uh, you keep focusing on your own education, your own skills, upskilling yourself and just making, you know, making yourself the best version of you. Um, but yeah, like in terms of what parents can do, you know, again, encourage them and remind them that there's nothing wrong with them. You need to, you know, that the people that are doing it are just And um, But the problem, what is, a, what is a massive issue is when it becomes violent, right? Because the physical stuff can be life, lifelong lasting. do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, some of the, one of the, I did another story on TikTok where lads came up from another school to give me a hiding because the lads that were giving me stick in my class, you know, spread these false rumors that I was talking about a particular student in another school and then next thing I know five or ten lads come up from another school to basically batter me right Jesus. and I, like, I yeah so like and obviously there was nothing I could do but like, that was completely out of my control but if I would gotten a worse time that day if, you know they, they could have done some serious damage now luckily they didn't but um, what you call it as said some kids if the physical becomes too dangerous you re- that's when you kind of really got to pull the plug there and get them out you know <laughs>
1: Finally, um, Colin, what what message do you want to get across uh, from from the video that you've done? You've basically you've told the world now uh, what you went through. Uh, you spoke up to somebody who actually bullied you online, uh, one of the biggest uh, TikTokers. And by the way, not naming him is achieving nothing because everybody knows who you're talking about. Um, I'm looking at the at the comments coming into us, but it, 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 again. You're trying to get across the point that you can survive bullying um, and just put yourself first. Is that really what you're trying to get across?
3: Exactly. That's exactly it. I mean, you just like I, as I repeat that you know you have to rem- remind yourself that you are you know in control of your own life and the things. You've been, I hear people saying this all the time, "You've to control the things you can't control." And not all these external factors like other students, other people giving you a go. If you have to, like, it is hard to block it out because if there's, if there's a whole mass of people sort of shouting at you, then you can't block it out. If it's your everyday, you can't. But you just have to keep saying to yourself, right, come into school, I'm going to do my thing. Do, like, education is all a young person has and their extracurriculars. Focus on your extracurriculars, play your football, play your gap, play your rugby and do your schoolwork. That's all you have as a as a student, as a young person, because as soon as you finish your leaving, so you start your college, life, that's when your life begins. And the problem is stu- some students stay sad. That's my that's that's my main issue. And that's my, my worry for so many kids is that a lot of them won't come out unscathed. And I just want to remind them that look, if you just keep reminding yourself, look at my video, everything will be alright. And they say look if if you I've had loads of students texting me on my page as well. Really heartbreaking stuff like saying, Oh look, I'm going through similar stuff. How do you get through? So um, there's that as well. Um, like I, I'm here as well. There's my videos. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do a push just to remind people, that, look, everything will be fine. Don't worry about these gobshites. Focus on you. Focus on you is the main message.
1: And uh, I mean, one of the things you just said a second ago is that it can have a lasting uh, effect on people. And it can. And I, I mentioned in the introduction that I was bullied as a, as a teenager. Very similar to yourself. Uh, Ostracised in school. And uh, it does have... A lasting impact on on, on people's self-confidence. Well, I have, we'll have to say, talking to Colin there, Colin, you sound
2: like, you know, I don't know what's going on in your head at the moment, but you sound like a very well-rounded, I mean, if my son ends up half the man that you are, I'd be very proud of him. Uh, I mean, your parents should be very proud of you because you've overcome that. And, I mean, is, is it still, do you think, basically what I'm asking is, do you think you've been psychologically damaged long-term by what happened uh, during those three years?
3: I don't think so. As I, I, like, you know, you can have, you can take an attitude about this. Like you are in control of your mind. I look at it as character building. Like you went through the fire, you're out of the fire now. You're out of the jungle, and you can be stronger from it. And actually, like you know, and um, the way I dealt with it was actually um, debating and and junior cycle and senior debating. You know, you're surrounded by people who want to. You know, it, it's really good for your self confidence. Um, English debating and Irish debating if you can get into those it's amazing for you know just your speaking ability because so many kids come up to me now in the gym in my local gym it's in Oregon, I can see so many young lads like it's mostly lads now uh, some girls as well like I said I can't speak exactly for a young girl's experience I imagine it can be even worse for the young girls unfortunately but lads they seem so nervous do you know I mean they have a serious lack of self confidence and they're telling me about what's going on like I really loved your video um, and I'm just going, to look, man, just just pick yourself up, and uh, you know, get, just get out there, get talking to people, uh, and I think debating was probably one of the main things that has enabled me to just um, grow that confidence. But am my psychologically damaged from school? I'd say I look the opposite way. I think it was, you know, character building. Uh, it just, you know, forced me to have self-discipline. Uh, and just work on myself, and just focus on me. That's I think that I think I look at it as a positive experience. I've absolutely no regrets whatsoever. I'm very happy.
1: Well, Colin, uh, as uh, as you said, uh, the video itself and and the fact that you're you're hitting uh, at young people who may be going through exactly what you went uh, went through yourself is a, a great achievement. Albeit uh, the video was put up for uh, reasons reacting to somebody who was actually bullying you online. Anyhow, um, I think you've achieved an awful lot in. in in speaking so openly and publicly about what you did go through, um, and hopefully, that will be of great help to uh, to others. If you, on TikTok, where where can people find you?
3: So, Stellorgan Grind School is, is my TikTok. I have the TikTok and Instagram there, um, and yeah, so I push a lot of uh, educational content. Like, I do classes for Leaving Search, Junior and College level, all different subjects, all the math, applied math, physics, accounting, French, and Irish. I also do the languages as well. Um, All the subjects I did, but uh, it's all there and I'm pushing, a huge push for just making sure young people um, are, you know, as confident as they can be and not to worry about people trying to pull them down. That's that's my page.
1: Colin, fair play to you. Thanks very much indeed uh, for talking to us on Opinions Matter and you can share this podcast as well uh, and let others hear your, your full story. Colin O'Donovan, thanks very much indeed for talking to us. Thank you so much. Chef. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. There you go. What a nice lad. Um, that's Colin. Now uh, heartbreaking what he's beat, what he went through. Absolutely, know, it, it is. Yeah, it's dreadful. Imagine not being your child. Let's bring in uh, Keith on this.
4: Email the amount and and teachers and all that's in schools these days. Cameras everywhere. Kids are phones. Really surprised that bullying on that extent would be going on. Like still, like. Parents out there can link up with with other parents and literally put it to sleep straight away.
0: It's Ireland's most talked about podcast, the only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy.
1: Dave, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Dave? That's the fact? Now, Dave, this uh, topic has struck a chord with you. Describe how.
5: Oh, very close to my heart. Uh main contributing factor of us moving away from Dublin once upon a time was me being bullied. And I don't mean, like, name-calling. I mean, I couldn't walk out my front door without getting the back kick off. And it, it started when I was, like, four. You know, one of my earliest memories is... <laughs> Standing at my uh, front door. My dad had just got his hips replaced. He was out in Kappa Hospital. And uh bunch of kids on my road decided to tell me, we were rotten peaches. And then when my man challenged their mothers over it, they said, Oh, sure, your child's no angel either. So from then on, I was, you no, know, to be fair, I was overweight. I was smart. I was good at school. The teachers loved me. So I was
1: basically walking around with a fucking target on my back at the same time, do you know? And you say it, w- it was so bad that you eventually moved. Oh, yeah. My parents were just sick of it. It was,
5: well, they were sick of living in Dublin anyway. Um, but I mean, I couldn't go to school like even in first year, my mother had to collect me from school, or I get this shit kicked out of me by a couple of youngsters. you know, and they were the same kids, and they lived on my road so I literally could not go out Unless I was with my friends Who are a pack of pussies anyway It never happened if fuckers Would run off and leave me on my own Or a family member I I once spent an entire year indoors Which led to me putting on a lot of weight Which I've been struggling with ever since
1: No, I have to I I can relate to that There was a couple of years In my teenage years I literally came home from school And went to my room And never went out um, (laughs) Because the bullying was Just It destroys your self-confidence You don't want to go out You don't want to be seen let me ask you then, uh, you've just heard uh, that story from Colin and a, a lot of people are, are shocked that uh, bullying still is a thing. Um, were you bullied in school as well or was it just uh, around where you lived? Uh, no, it happened in school But what I did was When I moved down the
5: country I had I um, would just say I kind of had a bit of an opportunity To reinvent myself You know what I mean So instead of being um, Instead of being the victim I, I kind of I won't go into detail I did something that made people think I was a bit fucked in the head And that kind of More or less made them leave me alone If, if you get where I mean You know what I mean They were like Right, I'm not going to go near this lad Because he seems a bit crazy You know, so um, It's kind of the extreme I had to go to Because I didn't want to be like Right, i a blank slate here now you know um let's go down and just start the cycle all over again you know so i kind of learned my lesson from when i was living in dublin you know and i kind of have a fairly similar mindset to the lad you had on there i mean it's it's definitely made me a hell of a lot more of an empathetic person you know most people who have been bullied or gone through that kind of stuff tend to be nicer because they know what it's like to be shit on but it is true I mean teams, Like, I, I went to trevor with my uncle and two of his friends and the stuff that they were doing and saying to each other so kids can be absolute bastards to each other but you know I mean there's a difference between friends giving each other sticks and crossing the line into um, you know terrorizing somebody so, you know what I mean so I don't think like you never will you'll you'll, you'll never get rid of bullying it's, just, it's a part of life I mean ad, even adult space and that was
1: the exact point that Colin made that um, you know we might like to Think we live in a more beautiful world, and uh, we, you know we do away with uh, uh, bad people and all of that. Uh,
5: well, I mean, like he is right to a certain extent. I mean, I look at my young and his friends, and the generation they're growing up with, and. I mean, like, I know I said to give each other a stick, but that's because they're friends, you know what I mean? If you can't rip the piss out of your friends, but they are a hell of a lot more empathetic to just to just people in general than we would have been. We would have been feral compared to them at their, their age, you know? So there's a lot more, like I'd say, in the way of emotional maturity in... Um, the kids that I see coming up now. But like a lot of the school like my my young lad school take a very proactive approach towards it. You know, like I put it like this. When I started first year, you know, we all we all heard the term your first year bait. That doesn't exist anymore. And even after, you know, and they you know, especially when you're a first year of school, you tend to be shit on because you're at the bottom of the ladder and like, the social hierarchy so to speak. Um I asked him after he started and he said no, it's great. He said everybody is so sound. Nobody gives anybody shit. It's just in the school he's in has fostered uh, the type of environment where that kind of stuff doesn't really happen. And if it does happen, they come down on it, and they come down on it hard. Like, they have a zero-tolerance policy. Like, if you're caught to be, like, physically abusive to somebody, you're given a chance, and if you're caught doing it again, they will expel you without a second hesitation.
1: So let me just ask you finally, Dave, has being bullied in the way in which you were, which was so bad that you ended up moving home, Um, Has that had a lasting uh, effect on you? Because listening to uh, Colin there a while ago... Fair play to him It doesn't seem to have had Any lasting effect on him What about you? Oh yeah
5: Oh yeah No 100% um, Social anxiety disorder Is something I've, I've Been diagnosed with I, I know I, I dealt with that All throughout my childhood My early teens um, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I used to self-harm Due to uh, when I was a teenager And I, I kind of feel embarrassed By saying this But as a 36 year old man If I'm walking down the street And a group of teenagers Are walking past My just knee-jerk automatic reaction is kind of um almost going to fight or flight mode you know what i mean like it's almost like my body tenses up and i'm waiting for something to happen even though on a conscious level i'm an adult and i know nothing is going to happen from a bunch of teenagers but it's it's just it's something that was it's in so your deeply psyche ingrained now. in me yeah. it was yeah it was deeply ingrained in me at such a young age or at such a young formative age that i don't really have any conscious control but you know but one way i see it is moving out of Dublin was the best thing my family ever did and you know apparently from the last year or two like i i wouldn't have met michelle i wouldn't have had my kids i wouldn't have my friends that I see more as family than I see as friends. You know what I mean? So there's, there was a lot of, it, it might have been a shit thing to go through, but what I've ended up with in the end is, is being more of a net positive than anything else. That's fantastic.
1: You know, that so. is fantastic. All right, very good, Dave. I really appreciate you uh, sharing your story with us. Um, let me uh, bring in this WhatsApp voice note. Um, have a listen to this from uh, another victim.
6: It's the bloody worst. I remember when I was young, like at nine, I was bullied because of my condition and my ears stuck out a little bit, so I had them pinned back when I was nine because it was called monkey face. Kids can be so cruel; it just it will never change. But hopefully, more needs to be done about bullying. That it needs to be taken more seriously, like a prison sentence.
0: Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy.
1: We're talking about bullying and that message that we played uh, a moment ago um, from a victim of of bullying kind of takes it to another level. I mean, it is a very serious crime, but it's not treated as a crime in terms of uh, the law. And that message that we played a moment ago believes that there should be some sort of criminal charge for bullying.
2: No, if you look at the Nicola Fox uh, Coco, uh, if you look at her story and her terrible story that drove her to to suicide, uh, I don't think anybody has been held accountable accountable for that, have they? Has anybody been ac- held accountable for that? No, no. Well, certainly, if they have, there's been no criminal charge. No one is behind bars uh, over that poor girl taking her own life. No. Now that's that
1: that is wrong, isn't it? That is wrong. Kelly, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Kelly? Hi,
0: Adrian, how are you?
1: I'm good, thanks, Kelly. What did you want to say on this?
0: Um, well, As I had put up in the comments just saying there a few minutes ago, just saying, I think those bullying ones should have an automatic criminal record against you, regardless of what age you are. Like, fair enough, okay, four, five, six years of age, but when you're old enough to know better, I think she'll be an automatic criminal record against you because... They, and what, sounds, what age
1: is that? What age do you know better?
0: Well, you know, if kids are kids, being kids in the sense that, you know, they're saying, oh, you, you know, they're teasing kind of people. Like, you know, they're picking on each other out on the road saying you can't, you know, you're not playing with me, basically. That's not bullying. But when it gets to a stage where, you know, it's, Making a child physically sick, not want to go to school, you know, it's physical. That type of bullying, I think, should have an automatic criminal record. And this talk about what you do in school, it's like, I'm not going to do anything. But, you know, I think it, it has to go to the extent of a criminal record because I was on with you before when you were talking about this before about bullying and when it started for me when I was a kid and it has gone it has changed me as a person and not for the better because I'm still a people pleaser for it I still get very nervous around people and the people that tormented me now work in the care sector and you know know I just, I just don't think it's it's right that these people... Like, I mean, once you're a bully, you're never going to be any different. Because I've seen them out on nights out and still being the same tall legs that they were when they were kids. So, you know, I just think that if you're going to ruin somebody's life, well, then your life should be ruined then, with, say, with a criminal record. Make it very hard for them then to get a job. Make it very hard for them to get into college. Make it very hard for them. And so if they, they want to be down that road, well, then it should be just as difficult for them to move on with their life. And I just... Said The skills don't do enough And okay so you believe
1: That it needs to be treated even more Seriously That uh, there need to be consequences And serious consequences For you bullying somebody
0: I mean what's total deterrent Is that to stop people from doing it Do you know what I mean If, they, if you think it like, gets I mean, It gets to the side where Like that you were saying about um, That girl with nail cocoa flour and stuff there's it's, it's no criminal You know there's, 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 there's no justice being brought For, for these people That are actually gone To that level Of actually taking their own life So what determines Have these people actually got To stop this behaviour if there's nothing if, 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 if someone's sort of actually willing to go and take their own life and nothing ha- is going to be done to the people that's the cause of that are, you know it's it, that's when it's never going to end if there's no there's no consequences for people's actions
1: and when you hear uh, somebody like Colin that we were talking to earlier on saying that unfortunately we will never wipe out bullying we will always have bullying in some shape or form uh, because that's just the nature of teenagers basically what do you think of that?
0: I think it's absolutely horrible now my son he's nearly 14 and he has autism now he started in secondary school last year and within the first couple of weeks of he'd been, been in school now he was loving it but in the first couple of weeks he was starting to kind of withdraw and I'm saying what's going on and he's saying a boy that he would have known as a kid who was in the year above him had already started attacking him when he was in school and he didn't want to tell me. Now, I went up to the school, I told him the first thing. The first thing I said to him, if, if it doesn't stop today, I obviously know where the parents live and it'll be that, that if the guards will be involved, everything will be involved because he was slamming them up against doors and everything. Now, thankfully nothing has happened since the school. I have kind of watched it. But all he got was a slap on the wrist. Do you know what I mean? And I just don't think that's enough because he's doing it to other kids. I know he hasn't touched mine, thank God, but I can't stop him from doing to any other kids. But he's still a little bollocks at the end of the day mm. and... You know, there's just, just not enough being done about it. And as you said, if you come down hard on the parents, come down hard on the child, maybe it will stop. But as I said, if there's no consequences, it's never going to
1: stop. And uh, that is the, the, the reality that there are no real consequences to uh, bullying. Uh, although a lot of people, you, you were talking about, you know, having a criminal record uh, for bullying. A lot of people believe that, you know, you're talking about 15 and 16 year olds. We were all stupid when we were 15 and 16. You don't want that hanging around your neck for the rest of your life
0: enough to act act like a big man well then take the consequences I mean, they're they're not stupid, you know exactly what they're doing I mean they're teaching about bullying from the time that they're in primary school they know the effect it has on kids they know the effect that it's going to have lifelong, I mean I grew up with it, we all heard about it in primary school, we knew it was horrible we witnessed it, I felt it you know, so if they're big enough to do it, well then they have to accept the consequences and I think that's the only
2: thing that they should do. Okay, but Kelly, listening to Colin's story at the start uh, where he more or less said, what, 90% of the school um, either slagged him off or enabled it. They did nothing about it. Now, that was five, six years ago. Do you think that those people are still like that now do you think they're more? So the, surely some of them are actually good. I don't believe a whole school is horrible So do you honestly think That every single one of them Is still like that Now because they'd be all Like Colin They'd be all in jobs now In fact Some of you listening To this podcast um, May have been in uh, Benilda Was it vanilla, It was vanilla Benilda school When Colin was there um, Are you still a dickhead Are you still a bullion arsehole uh, I think people can't change Can't they Well
0: from My experience Now with the people That tormented Like me haven't changed And I think That should have been brought With them for the rest Of their life Because they'd be all you know, advocating for mental health, and they would be, you know, talking about, you know, their kids and if anybody done this for that to their kids, and then saying, You tormented me, but, and you would still do it to other people. But, you know, they give off this fake. You know, mirror to say that ideas are completely different, and I sometimes I just don't think people can change it. Okay, so
1: you, you obviously out. believe that if you have that cruelty, that ability to be cruel to somebody, uh, physically and emotionally, you don't necessarily grow out of that. That's something that's in your character.
0: I think it is a character thing, and I don't think that people just, just grow out of it. Mm because as I said I know adults that are just down now adults that have been like that when they were grown up and it just, it just doesn't need people I don't think it
1: does anyway Alright, stay there for a second if you can please I got a message in uh, a moment ago um, and it says lads, listening to that gentleman Colin has completely broken me and brought me back to my time in school and uh, it's a, a much more detailed message which i'm going to go through now uh, sent to us by um jordan Are you there jordan I'm here, Adrian. Ibb. How are you, Jordan? Thanks very much indeed for uh, for messaging us and listening no to uh, Colin's story has really struck uh, a chord with you.
7: Oh, what can I say? I'm not listening to him work and just listening to the man. Unfortunately, you know, fair play to Colin. Um, you know, what I mean, it's, it takes a lot of to come out and just you know talk about it openly. Like I have, you know, what I mean, I've bottled it up for over ten years. Um, and it still affects you know what I mean or happened okay it affects you well, firstly t- give me an idea of what you
1: went through um, when you were younger
7: <laughs> I hope you have enough time but I don't know where to begin like you know from a young age from I was a kid probably six years of age give or take you talk about like you know things getting thrown at you balls getting thrown at you your chair being you know decked over your head kick, your door be kicked in there was my front door kicked in um, eggs thrown at you you're know, pushed you get uh, razor blades slit into your back, um, and it was all targeted on me. Um, I, you know, I, mean, I was so, I was so, I had a bit of a stammer when I was in school, and I was always very near nervous speaker, and they used to slag me over. It. And you know, I mean, you get tons of stuff, to, you know, I me, mean, just slaps across the head, you know, a punch in the back of the head, you know, I mean, just shit like
1: that. How long did this go on for? <sighs>
7: Probably six years of you know, this more detailed, uh, the, the slaps, the kind of more physical stuff happened in six years of me sacred scale
1: And you say that it's still, listening to Colin's story, um, mm-hmm. it still has an effect on you. Um, you. What you went through still has an effect on you. In what way?
7: <sighs> like, if I was to talk to you, you now face to face, Adrian. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be Keeping eye contact with Which I look away I'd be very nervous To speak Because someone might Slag me off Or something like that You know what I mean I wouldn't feel very confident To speak to certain people you know what I mean um, I would be kind of the, the quiet guy in the corner you know Because I wouldn't want to speak, You know Kind of stand in the way I was afraid that someone's going to say something to me, you know what I mean, or say something negative to me, or put anything online just in case someone's going to bully me or something like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm in my late 20s, you know what I mean? And that's how much I still feel. Like, you know what I mean? I constantly had my guard up.
1: So it is something, and it is, the sad part of of uh, talking to Colin was the line from him where he said, "We will never get rid of bullying. It's always going to be unfortunately a fact of life for some uh, for some kids yeah. but it, but a devastating fact of life that it has a lasting and as I said earlier on um, jordan i I was bullied as a as a kid myself. And I can tell you it has affected me through my entire adult life in one way or the other.
7: Absolutely. And I, I remember there was one, you had done a topic there not too long ago, um, and I remember very well, you were saying you saw your bully in a chipper. That's right. Well, I remember seeing my bully, uh, one of them, actually, um, in a job I walked in. And I remember seeing him, and he went, oh, hell yeah, you know, all right, put his hand out thinking to myself was, I wanna hit you so so hard right now in the face. So I wanna punch you all these years of build-up anger, but I become all come off worse that's how I felt I wanted to punch him so bleeding hard to make him feel how badly he made me feel mm. after all those years but it wasn't going to be the thing about it is the psychological so like, as Colin said you can't get rid of bullying unfortunately bullying is always going to be there and people say oh you have to grow with your skin yeah great some people can not grow with your skin but some people can't
1: yeah I agree. That's well, problem. you agree very great very well, great Hold and, hard, and in fact just looking
2: at some of the messages coming in we can't even get through them there's so many the messages of people listening to this who like yourself have been triggered by Colin's story and they were in tears oh, I mean yeah. the listeners are in tears listening to Colin's story it's absolutely, to, to hear that grown adults are being affected in this way um, No,
1: because uh, listening to Colin's story Jordan has uh, literally brought it all back to you uh, of what oh. you went through and I'm I'm very conscious that as we're having this conversation there are kids in schools the length and breadth of this country still going through this shit
7: it, unfortunately it is and um, when I heard Colin's story before, it was like PTSD almost it just took me straight back into that classroom and how, how I felt and I know someone 29 years of age man I only started crying for him because that's how much it affects, especially if you're, I'm not trying to say this in an in agenda kind of thing, but you now as a bloke, you know what I mean? You kind of have to kind of bottle it up because you know, the big boys don't cry, the whole, that whole, whole ordeal, you can't say anything. You just have to be man up and move on. And you know what I mean, you bottle that up and I hear that guy's story and I was going, Jesus, I can, I can relate to you so much. And that's why I had a text in because you have to speak up about it, it does help. You know, what I'd be, you know
2: what I'd be delighted to hear, uh, Jordan? If you uh, hung up the phone on us now in the next five minutes, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you're in work, are you? Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, but if you did hang up the phone the next five minutes and you went off and had a good cry, I don't think there'll be anything wrong with that. Uh, I, think it'd be well, the, I think it'd be the I, best thing that you... I mean, I'm nearly in tears uh, listening to your story um, to hear a grown man that's still affected by something that happened to him in his childhood. So do go off and have a good cry. Um, and then after you've done that... Then you know what you do, you feel sorry for those bullies because they're the horrible people, they need to be pitied. Uh, the people that made your you're like putting it. I I thought I was hearing things, I had to ask Adrian off air, did I hear it correctly? Some of them put razor blades in your school bag,
7: yeah. And that's, you know, that's you horrific. Just, like, that's, also, if you know the straps, of your school bag, they use slit, slit the mouth, you know what I mean? They'll come up behind you, gone. And like, you know what I mean, <laughs> a razor blade, someone doing that, you know what I mean, they might think it's all funny games until the act of play goes into you. And that's where it becomes more serious. So it is that kind of, you know, they think it's a good old laugh until someone gets seriously hurt. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a psychological, It's the whole psychological thing of it. You know what I mean? We can get you any time and we can do this any time. It'd be like having eyes like always the back of your head.
1: Well, uh, I really appreciate, Jordan, you being uh, so open and telling us your, uh, your story of what you went through and the effect that it still has on you. And as we've said on many occasions in the past, we need to have this conversation about bullying and the effects that it has on uh, people. But thanks very much indeed, uh, Jordan, for your call. Let me bring in
6: Sandra. Hi, guys. How's it going? Sandra here. Um, I'm in my 50, nearly 50 now. And uh, every time that I was in school throughout... My school going years, I was bullied non fucking stop, excuse uh, the language, but um, it really interfered with my personality and everything else. And let me tell you, it took me a very, very long time to try and get back to where I was you now. Yeah, it's very hard. Being bullied in school by girls because you were a little bit different was absolutely horrible. And they were bitchy. Oh, my God. And you don't have to be the bully to get bullied. You could be the weaker person and then say, oh, we're going to pick on that person. It is horrible. Let me tell you, it is horrible. Alright, Sandra. Oh, I'm in tears.
1: Thanks very much Lee, for your message. And Eddie.
4: How are you lads? Adrian, you said something earlier there that's kinda of triggered me. You turned around and said a lot of a lot of our listeners are amazed bullying still goes on. Straight away I thought to myself, That's very naive of them. Bullying, like Colm says, you'll never get rid of bullying. And it's probably actually worse now because of cyber bullying. Like like Dave said and you said years ago, you got bullies, you went home, you had solace in your bedroom. You don't have that now because they can reach you in your bedroom because of social media. You know, bullying is probably worse than ever. Um, I think it should be brought in from a very young age, maybe about six or seven, into the school curriculum, and be shown videos and have the draw and and put a blunt, blunt show people what the, the side consequences are, with people taking a life and people doing daft things because they're bullied to the extreme that they don't want to go on anymore, and get it into people's head early. You know. I remember when I lived in the UK, my mate was a big unit, he was six or four, and his kid was being bullied, he was getting hit every day. So, he said to his son, right, go to your bully, next time he hits you, tell him, every time you hit me, I'm going to hit your dad. So, sure enough, the bully gave him another slap, he went around, gave him a man a hoid, kid never got bullied again. But he was only in a position to do that because he was a big fella, you know, most of us aren't. But I definitely think we need it on school curriculum, get it into people's heads from an early age. All right, Eddie, thanks very much
1: indeed, uh, as always, for uh, your message. Very interesting conversation. I have to say, fair play to uh, Colin that we spoke to at the start um, for, for starting the conversation, basically, yeah. and uh, letting people realise that, yes, you can survive being bullied. And Colin, um, I know be, you're listening back to this. It does, though, may not have had a lasting effect on you, but it does on an awful lot of people. As you've, I don't, been I don't able believe to hear. you can go through that trauma and not have a some I mean, effect from it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the very best luck with uh, with your grind school. Thank you very much, Lee, for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy. If you enjoyed it, please hit subscribe or follow. Click on the little bell icon on Spotify, and that way you'll be notified each and every time we upload a new episode. I'm Adrian. He's Jeremy. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.